Hello and welcome to Captivate Insider. This is episode nine. I hope you are well and keeping safe wherever you are at the moment and that you are smashing through all of your podcast goals for 2022 so far. Uh, For this episode, I have drafted in our man Pierre, one of our developers. We're going to talk about the basics. We're going to go back to basics on this one. So for podcasters who are looking to start a a brand new podcast, or if you're already podcasting and you think about doing a spring clean and that kind of thing, it's, uh, it's super important to get the to get some of the basics in place and make sure that your show's details, all the information, etc., is on point. So Pierre's joining me this week. We're going to talk about the importance of um, making sure that our dashboard as a Captivate platform is easy to use and intuitive so that our users can easily get their, their podcast information accurate and reflected as such across all the various directories or anywhere where it appears publicly. So um, we've deep dive into... Plenty of features over the last few weeks, over the last couple of months even, here on Captivate Insider, and it's gone a little bit techy and a little bit sort of in-depth and advanced, so um, I thought it would be a good time to take a step back and just look at some of the basic stuff that is sometimes overlooked when you're doing some research on this stuff. So uh, Pierre and myself will, uh, will guide you through some of the basics and things to get nailed down with your podcast. So here is my chat with Pierre. Enjoy. Hello, Mr. Pierre, and welcome back to Captivate Insider. It's good to have you joining me again. This is episode nine, dude. You're only here recently chatting about Captivate stuff. How are you, dude? I am well, Gary. It is good to be back. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like a, now I'm a grizzled veteran of <laughs> uh, these Captivate Insider podcasts. And um, as such, I will adopt a very sort of grizzled demeanor, I hope. Mm. Uh, to go along are you well (laughs) (laughs) i'm very well thank you yeah it's it's really cool to have you uh back on the show because um yeah it's just great to um mark and i mentioned your we we spoke about you when i had him on the last episode and uh we both said that um yeah you're just way too intelligent for your own good it is it is is a danger yeah it's almost you're you're drifting into supervillain comic book supervillain mm. territory if you're not and, careful. And I also have a massive head, so that like <laughs> both literally and metaphorically. So <laughs> thank you for inflating it yet larger. Uh, well, you're very welcome. I'm hoping we can dig into that big old light bulb head of yours today, <laughs> <Before it> and, <laughs> yeah, and dig into some cool stuff. So over the last um, few weeks. Uh, well, over the last month slash six weeks, I suppose, on Captivate Insider, we have done a bit of a deep dive into specific features within Captivate, and we've spoke, uh, you and I spoke at length um, about some of the more techie side of things uh, within the industry and so on. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity this week to take a step back a little bit and talk about some of the basics within um, setting up your podcast or if you're bringing your podcast over to Captivate, etc., and some of the things that Captivate offer to make sure that your your podcast and your show is is up and running optimally from day one and you're not having to scramble later on to do things and, and stuff like that. So let's get straight into it. Um, as I said, the last few weeks we've been talking about more, in, more advanced features and in-depth stuff. And because uh, the stuff that we spoke about recently have been very feature-specific so things like our new show notes builder tool and our dynamic content engine, Amy, and guest booking and so on. Uh, but we might have some users thinking, hold on a second, you know, I'm yet to start my podcast or I've literally just just started. Something like that. It all sounds quite 
advanced and, and techy and stuff. So to put people's minds at ease and getting this stuff done, um, it is really easy peasy, right? So when you um when you jump into Captivate and uh, or you bring your podcast over, uh, it's it's very easy to get the basics done, but it's quite often overlooked. But you've got to lay that foundation, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we we, we try and make it so that um as when you come over or when you start a new um, podcast from scratch, we try and make it so that all of the defaults are kind of filled in in at least somewhat sensible ways so that even if you did very, very little, uh, it would be like a, a decent podcast that all the different distribution platforms would would like, you know, set up a just a, a, an image and some show notes. And I think you're like pretty much pretty much there once you get your um episode audio in so yeah i i I think it is important to 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 focus on the fundamentals first and just get everything you know fairly solid um and yeah we try and make that pretty instant um like as low fuss as possible so that you don't you can think about the thing that matters to your podcast which is presumably what you want to say uh yeah, your content. Yeah, you need to focus on on that. That's the hopefully that's the thing that's 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 getting you to do the podcast in the first place, rather than yeah, it'd be very weird if somebody set up a podcast just to put their name correctly and, a, and an image. And, <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh, I've got the my copyright date is the exact <laughs> exact correct date of this year, exactly. and everyone subscribes yeah. to that podcast for exactly that reason. Yes, and only for that year. Because yeah. we're going to change it after that. So uh, that's interesting that you mentioned that because um, a lot of guides and articles and tutorials that you might look up uh, for argument's sake, a new user wants to, to to dive into Captivate and get get their podcast. We've got some really good uh, content around uh, you know getting started and how to start a podcast. We have a whole page dedicated to that, in fact, on the website and so on. But if you're just doing general research, there'll be loads of there's about a million articles and tutorials online these days and. Usually it's a bit of an oversimplification. It's normally just sign up to a host, upload your audio file, uh, you know, get them distributed to. It's always Apple, isn't it? Get you dis- get it distributed to Apple, and uh, and you're good to go. And um, and while that is kind of viable, I guess you can you can get away with that for the for the most part. Um, there are some stuff to consider, um, which uh, you know, there's some captivate specific stuff which we'll come onto in a bit, but things like. You know, once you've put your podcast name in, do you then go and look at the categories properly? You know, do you fill out one of those categories? Do you do all three? Um, have you spent some time doing your cover art properly? There's a whole bunch of design theory and stuff about how to maximize your exposure within the marketplaces. And your cover art is sort of step one, I guess, before people even click into your show. And uh, there's just lots of little details to consider. So of all the things that, you know, all the options that we have here at Captivate for users, what are the main things or the main thing that, in your opinion, you absolutely have to have done correct from day one? Um, I think that, the, the, as I was saying before, the, the, the very basics are you want to have some uh, artwork for your show. You probably want that to be uh, not a huge image. Uh, and also you want it to be, as you were saying, like somewhat eye-catching because when a person is first... When a person is not exposed to your art, uh, to your show, they're going to see your title and your artwork, and possibly they're not even going to read your title. Possibly they're just going to like see your artwork. So try and I, I would actually say that making that 
putting a bit of time into making that look kind of good is a is is a worthwhile investment and then just getting the basics of your show notes for the episode and like episode titles and if you've got that i think you're golden um you know categories are one of those things that are are, are fairly uh low-hanging fruit and therefore you might as well because like it's just choose some options from a drop down that seem to be appropriate for your show and um you know one of the things about these various directories like Apple and, and Spotify and stuff is that they don't actually know what your podcast is about. And so putting it into a broad category will tell their algorithms, right, you should probably be showing this to people who love sports, or you should probably be showing this to people who want news. Um, so I think that because it's so easy to do, I, I would just be like, yeah, just just fill in your categories, get some get some artwork in, get your show notes written, uh, start publishing and then I think the next steps are more like start making your life a bit easier start filling in a couple of the extra details um, you know maybe think about using custom short codes and things to make your workflow better but I think that's a thing that can kind of drop in later to improve your experience and make it a bit smoother as opposed to a thing that you have to be worrying about right from day one um, just focus mm. on the basics. Yes, of course. Yeah, and that cover art is such an important one. And again, we've got plenty of of material on on the Captate website. Uh, if you head over to captate.fm, there's a there's a link to our blog and, and another another content there. And we've also got some other educational stuff where you can find out everything around, you know, all the required dimensions and some art direction and some places to go to get your cover art done if you're not a designer yourself and, and all that. So yeah, we help with all that, but it's a real, it's a really important one, I think, uh, alongside some of those smaller details. So, and you mentioned the low hanging fruit, like the categories and so on, which is all good. But um, a, a one that I find is quite sneaky, uh, which we spoke about earlier is the, um, is the number of the maximum number of episodes per feed. And uh, most hosts will let you set this to, to sort of their max default, which I think is around on average, 200 maybe 300 i think we set ours at a, a recommended max of 300 uh, which is all good but um uh, if you if your podcast takes off or if you you know you get the bug and you start releasing loads of content regularly which you hopefully will do that number soon creeps up very very quickly especially if you're releasing sort of once a week or you know twice or thrice weekly whatever and uh one thing that i've seen loads of times and i've had people uh tweet and email me about my own podcast in the past is uh, I really like your podcast I've listened to the last few eps which is really cool but I want to go back and listen to your back catalog and check out the first few eps and but I can't you know I, the, the earliest episode I can go back to is episode you know 249 of you know 200 and, you know 300 whatever and that's because the max feed cuts it off chronologically right so you'll only show your your last 300 if you set that to the max so um in regards to this one, because I think this is quite important for uh, once you start to get a, a decent listenership on board and people do want to check out your back catalogue, uh, are there any technical gremlins awaiting people that that don't set that maximum and just leave it at smelly, uh, sorry, smelly, a fairly small amount? Because um, I imagine the size of your feed uh, and all the XML stuff, that the file size might get larger and larger. I'm not sure. Yeah, sure on that. Um, it is. It, it's a difficult one. Because um, as like up to about 300, 
and everywhere that could distribute your podcast probably like will have no problem with it. Um, if you're starting to get towards like a thousand or several thousand, which some people do have many, many episodes, um, it starts to become the case that certain distribution platforms aren't going to be able to handle uh, feeds of that size. Um, and in general, they recommend you don't do it because, you know, you want as wide an audience uh, as any um, uh, like, like as possible. It's it's uh, I think it's a case by case um, thing. It's about whether like about how important you feel your back catalogue is. Like I've seen one approach that people can take is if they really feel like their their back catalogue is very, very important. You can create like sub shows that are like archived versions of um, of your original show uh, as a way to just um, as a way to keep them around permanently um yeah it's 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 an unfortunate sort of technical difficulty not not specifically with captivate like you can you can set your your feed to many hundreds it just might not be a good idea um yeah i guess one thing to do is to look at like your analytics for your various old episodes if they're still getting a lot of traction then yeah maybe you want to keep them around if you're only getting like one or two listens and all of your traffic is coming through your more recent um episodes might not be worth it because there are various like bad things about increasing your feed beyond beyond say a thousand um Mm -hmm. which yeah yeah, but I mean, make an informed decision, I guess, is the thing. Like, you know, if you know the trade off, you might think it's worth it or you might think it's not. But yeah, mm. that's ultimately the thing. Yeah, it's a good answer, dude. Yeah, it's just it's one that pops up fairly regularly. So it's not really a, a technical support issue because it's doing what it's designed to do, which is to to try and keep your feed size in check, I suppose. So I, I imagine this is something to do with if you add your feed to a new directory or a new service or something, if it's got like three and a half thousand episodes in it and it's massive, it will probably take ages to load into and and all that stuff. So it's probably a bit of a, well, maybe. But it's, it's definitely one that pops up semi-regularly, not as a, you know, my thing's broken or, you know, something's not working. It's just people can't listen to my earlier episodes. So I think that's a great idea. I've seen people do that before as well where, they'll create an archive show of like their first X amount of episodes. So it's always there. Uh, And then, you know, and do that thing. So yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, occasionally there are like actual um, like content reasons to maybe want to uh, filter out some of your earlier episodes. Like, you know, often you improve as a podcaster as you go. And sometimes your very earliest episodes are not your best work. Um, You know, as you, as I'm sure, you know, you've experienced this where you, you look back and you go, mm, that was the best I could do back in, back in those days. Oof. Uh, yep. It, it's really evident that I was trying very hard. Um, I've yes. certainly had that experience. Oh yes. I'm not going to comment on some of my earlier days back in 2013, <laughs> okay, okay. 2014, those very early. <laughs> nervous uh, nervous gary episodes but yeah i get that yeah there might be a reason why you're happy to just let them let them go through so okay on the other end of the scale if you were starting a podcast today pierre 
what are things that you would leave out? So I mentioned earlier that a lot of tutorials and articles will say, make sure you do this and do that. Is there actually anything that's, you know, it's really not a problem. You can add that six months, a year down the line. Yeah, I mean, there's one thing that I would say you can leave for for never, uh, which is, <laughs> writing too much for your show notes and your uh like for your general description and for your episode description like that's one of those things that like sometimes you see that a person has put obviously so many hours into writing really long and descriptive um things that no one will ever read and that people will be very off put just because it's so long they'll go I'm not reading any of that. And so you've put in all of this effort that you could have put into like the episode or, you know, recording things or even writing a script beforehand or whatever. Um, and instead you're focusing on this thing that actually will put people off a lot more than just a little short, nice, succinct summary description. So like, yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that I think that people can definitely get a bit too focused on. Um in terms of other more specific things, I think I think probably um, there are some workflow things within Captivate that are, I'd say, are absolutely awesome to have. But I would say that you shouldn't you shouldn't not publish your first episode because you're trying to set up the perfect workflow for your future episodes. I think that that the best way is to like set up your like I, the advice I would give is to set up your podcast, get all of the basics in. And then, like, based on that experience, you then know what you want to include, what you don't want to include, what works for you, what doesn't. And because you'll have a bit of more experience of what you are going to want, then your direction will be better. Um, so I think that that's the sort of thing. Um, yeah, th those, are the, those are the main sort of things that I think that you can just sort of leave for a bit later. Um I think it's better to be out there with with some something than to, you know, have the absolute perfect thing that is waiting in draft forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that comes with experience as well. I think yeah. you're. I think that's a, a tried and tested road for new newer podcasters. Where ideally, you just want to get up and running and and off you go. And then as you you become more experienced and you've, especially for the people that have launched multiple podcasts over the, over the years, you get to that point where you just know that you mentioned the, um, the description of your podcast, you just know, uh, you know, what works with that stuff and what doesn't. So yeah, dude, I've seen a really, I've seen a couple of so long show descriptions in the past where it's ridiculous. There was one show that where it had one or two paragraphs describing what the show was and what the content was, which is kind of cool. Mm. But then there was about no lie. There was about between eight and 10 other paragraphs around the, why the show formed, you know, who the, you know, all that stuff. And then below that, there was all of the, you know, where can you find us out in the wild, all of our yeah. social stuff, you know, that that's all, that's all good. I mean, we do that on a couple of my podcasts. I do that where my description is, um, you know, very short, but then I say, you know, find us, you know, on Twitter here and, you know, support, you know, all that stuff. But uh, if, it, if it goes beyond the sort of standard height of a window when you're in something like Spotify or Stitcher or Apple or something, yeah. then you've probably missed the boat a little bit. So, And I mean, sometimes you can sort of get away with it by being like, okay, so here's the short description and then there's like a, a gap and then there's like, oh, here's, here's the rest if you were really interested, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're not 
you're not obligated. <laughs> and and, yeah. and to be fair, you can have very long descriptions that are not descriptions, but are just like reference lists or like here's, you know, links to things that I mentioned through this episode. And I think that is helpful because, you know, I know from personal experience, that is the sort of thing that I might be interested in if I hear a, somebody mention something um, like a website or a product or something. I might well be like, oh, that did sound really cool. Uh, like, I will check the description to see if it's in there. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 War and Peace prose is, <laughs> well, well, beautiful. Sadly, it is underappreciated uh, in the realm. Yeah, unless you've got a lot of, t- yeah, if you're the sort of person that's, um, you, you make a cup of tea and get comfy and you want to check out podcast descriptions then then crack on but yeah i think for episode show notes and captivate make that really easy to to crack on with that now with our new show notes tool where you can set all the defaults up with your short codes and your content blocks all dynamically and then you just you know you write specifically what that that episode is about i think that works beautifully and that's uh that's exactly why we built that tool but for the actual description of your show still treat that in a similar way don't go yeah he doesn't need to be a an essay around that stuff but yes that's another good answer dudes and um in terms of the uh people getting in contact with us around this sort of stuff so you work very frequently you know regularly you're, you're on the you would you deal with the the podcast experience team here at captivate and you provide technical support and all that um have you ever had a, uh, dealt with any requests that came through and the the rough gist of it was okay if you guys had done that when you set your podcast up you probably wouldn't be getting in contact with us now yeah, I mean, the most common case that is like that is to do with imports, um, because behind the, the scenes, what, what imports tend to do is they sort of download your podcast from your old host. And um, what that means is if your old feed is like deleted from your old host while we're importing, we might only get halfway through and then your old feed is deleted and then we can't download the rest of your episodes or if your old feed is like redirected to us. So sometimes, usually people like check their feed after it's imported immediately and sort of have a look through to make sure it's all in. But sometimes people don't notice that like, oh, they cut it off a bit early um, and then you get somebody sort of six months down the line saying, wait, episode four through you know usually it's like the first four episodes aren't in there and you're like oh it's because the feed that you originally had is was disabled and and that one in particular um is one that sort of stings because sometimes like the old you you've lost the old account or it's or you have to contact their support and that's a pain in you know pain in the backside <laughs> so you, you you kind of you it's one of those ones that you want to get right when you set it up. Like you want to do a few checks. You want to make sure everything is in place before you set up a 301 from your old feed to your new one. Um, j- just so that, you know, everything everything is good from day one. Uh, and, that's, uh, and it's way easier to solve earlier on uh, than it is late on after your old feed is deleted or redirected or whatever you've done with it. I see. Yeah, I can imagine that would be a real pain in the in the beep to, uh, to have to sort through all that when you're sort of eight, six months in or something. and Yeah, and that goes a bit belly up, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's great advice then. So bringing your podcast over to Captivate from somewhere else, 
uh, make sure you've got your your imports sorted and done and then you can do the techie stuff of your redirects and so on yeah uh, once you've got it in place great advice okay uh, and that's kind of related to the next question which is only a quick one so uh, this is for podcasters who have got a show up and running and they've been podcasting for a while or as i said you've transferred over to captivate um it's it's good practice right to do a bit of a spring clean and a bit of an audit on your details every now and then because we do have we do have a couple of things in place within our dashboard so you can you can choose to have your copyright year for example just always update to the current year so you don't have to worry or you can override it you can do a manual thing but little things like that to me when i see that out in the wild and people have not done that with their show for a while it does it does shout that it's a little bit unprofessional so it's okay if it's like you know if you're um like my son who's who, who has a podcast about dragon balls dragon ball z um you know yeah, he's not going to care if you know somebody <laughs> you know you don't want it to be super professional you want that exactly. to be like you know made with care you know exactly yeah you want it to be a little bit scruffy and a little yeah. bit you know because it's you know he's only 14 so you know that's all good but for um for sort of the serious sort of indie podcaster uh you know and people that want to start especially monetizing their show and you know start putting their show in the eyes of sponsors and and ad partners and stuff like that those things will you know that that, that stuff has to be on point right yeah i think i think you're absolutely right um just just having a quick look over your show seeing how it shows up in different um distribution platforms from time to time is is definitely worthwhile um i think if the more you care about um, the, you know, optimizing your show, the more you should do that. Like if you're if you're not so bothered, then it's probably fine. You know, as as you were saying in the sort of uh, more casual case. But if you're trying to make this into you know your main business or something more serious, I think it is important that you you know review things and see how things are going and see if it looks right and. Um, you know, even from a content perspective, it can be a good idea to just be like, which episodes are working, which episodes aren't working. Just maybe just do, do a general spring clean. I think um, it's always good advice. Um, yeah. Indeedy. Yes. And to finish up with them, uh, we have uh, uh, quite a few options within our dashboard at Captivate, which are just so easy to get up and running, but I think are really useful from the beginning because... Um, this is probably a whole nother podcast episode on this subject, but it's very important if you want to, if you're, if you're serious about growing your, your show and your listenership and so on, the only way you can really do that is to make sure that you've got something to work with. You need some, some data to, to recognize what's worked. Like you said just now, what's working, what isn't working and, and stuff like that. So yep. the, the only way you can do that is to have, you know, data in front of you that you can look at. You can get so far with, doing a little shout out on your show like send us feedback you know send us you know what you like about the show and what you don't but you can't rely on you know you could go for months without anybody contacting you to actually you know voluntarily give you that info so the data that we give you within our dashboard within analytics and so on is is obviously very useful but there's also things that are just game changers i i think in terms of podcasting which a couple of them with with captivate is our uh, single uh, promo link which is uh, a link that that send your your listeners and potential listeners to a page so that they can go off to their preferred podcast app and network and and 
get following on your show and stuff and you can track how many people visit that page and click through and whatnot and the other one is our our attribution links where you can set up specific trackable links so that every time that you mention those things within your episode um you know everything's cool you can see how that's doing and stuff so those things i would say um just get those things done from from day one so that you've got a real good view a much wider view of how your show's doing if you know if you're if you're setting those things up six months or a year in, you've missed out on a whole chunk of of useful data and stuff. So is there any other Captivate-specific things that you would recommend also getting in place early? Yeah, I mean, um, I think Captivate Sites is a really good example um, of something that for how much effort it requires to set one up, you know, it's very easy to set one up. And I think there's it creates quite a nice sort of page for your for your podcast to sit um and present it to people often it looks better than you know the type of site that you would develop uh on your own anyway and i think uh it's it's a really good sort of easy to do tool that you can then share and use for um marketing um and i th- i think it's it's one of those ones where like the amount of bang for your buck is quite good. So I think it's just worth doing. Um, maybe not as your very first thing to, to set up, as I was saying earlier, you know, the fundamentals, but it's it's a, it's pretty quick. Like you, you can set one up within, you know, a few minutes um, and it'll look decent. So I think that's, I think that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. So another good one there, dude. So um, for listeners not um, aware, so Captivate Sites is a, uh, a, a setting that you can just flick on very quickly, like Pierre said, and get a few settings in place where we just generate a really nice looking web page for you, which lists out all of your podcast information, all of your episodes, of course. And you can also plug in there some 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 cool tools. So you've got like an email sign up feature, which you can integrate with a third party email provider and all these really cool uh, just little little tools that will get you up and running. So if you don't want to have the hassle, you don't want the hassle of uh, having to design and build your own external website and all that, we just do it for you. So yeah, that's another good one, dude. That gets you out and and visible to the world, you know, nice and quick. And also circling back to the earlier point, if you really wanted to write a lot about what your podcast is about and what you're about and all those sorts of details, I think a website uh, is the place for that. Like if somebody is going to your website, they might actually be interested in the extra information about you. And I think... So for anyone who wanted to, to to write that that war and peace thing, like Captivate Sites is the area for that, as opposed to your show note description where it will go unseen. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's another good point, actually. Yeah, if you wanted to put, put some longer form content in place, go and do that with your Cap Sites. It's all good over there. So, okay, man, I think that's um, that's been a great chat. Thank you very much for uh, for taking the time out of your morning to uh, to come and chat with me again. I think the takeaway is... Don't let anything hinder you from getting your podcast up and running. Just, you know, there is something cool about that sort of, you know, fly by your pants. Just let's just get a, a show um, up and running and out into the world. But I think that comes with a, a teeny, teeny caveat in that. Just get, just make sure that your 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 basics are in place so that your listeners know exactly what your show is about succinctly, as Pierre said earlier, and uh, and also get some of the things in place early. Like we said, get your Captivate site set up, get some of your trackable links and whatnot set up and um, 
yeah and you'll be rocking and rolling so yeah great advice as always buddy great um answers and uh yeah it's been really cool thank you very much again dude thanks for having me cheers bye Thank you very much, Pierre. It was awesome to chat to you as always. And as we've said a couple of times here on Captivate Insider, that Pierre is one of those big-brained people that just uh, yeah makes uh, makes a lot of sense and talks talks some wise words in terms of advice and stuff to do within the platform within Captivate to get your show and all the basics all nailed and on point. So thank you very much, Pierre. It was wonderful to talk to you again, and thank you very much for joining me for episode nine. If you don't follow this show yes yet, make sure you do that. You can uh, find us on all the popular podcast apps and networks. Just do a search for us, Captivate Insider. We'd love to have you as a follower so you can listen to brand new episodes when they get released every single Wednesday. And if you're not using Captivate yet to power your podcast, you can do that with our free trial. Just head over to Captivate.fm. Sign up for seven days, completely free. We don't lock any of the features away in the trial. Everything is open to you. So you can give it a good old, uh, a good old kick of the tyres and see what you think. And you can get your podcast up and running and also get those basics done within Captivate and see what you think. I'm sure I'm sure you will love the experience uh, on offer. And if you host a podcast elsewhere, then that's all great. But if you want to try out a different host and see what Captivate is all about, then it's super easy, super quick to bring your podcast over to Captivate and start using all of the amazing features that we speak about here on Captivate Insider. So Captivate.fm kickstart your seven-day free trial and see what you think until next time for episode 10 take care of yourself and happy podcasting